Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. It's the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. It's March 20th. 2022. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, Now, I want to make sure that I hear from you today and I get your phone calls. And in just a little bit, we're going to be opening up the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. It's my favorite part of the show. You know what I'm thinking. Now I want to know what you're thinking. But you know what? Here we are, another Sunday. So much has happened this week. I, uh, I, I, it just seems like when I think back to maybe many, many years ago, things were a lot quieter. You had news once or twice a week. Now it's every second. So, so much happened. We've got Russia continuing to bomb Ukraine. They're looking to bomb Ukraine to smithereens, allegedly because Ukraine needs to be denazified, although their president is Jewish, and because Ukraine needs to be demilitarized, although Ukraine is begging countries around the world, including our own, to send them weapons so that they can defend themselves. And on the scoreboard today is that Hunter Biden laptop. You remember it 17 months ago when it was just before the election in 2020 when Donald Trump was, President Donald Trump was running against Joe Biden hiding in his basement. Uh, The President uh, of the United States uh, and uh, pretty much the rest of the world heard about a laptop that had been dropped off at a, uh, at a, uh, a repair shop. And uh, I think it was in Delaware, uh, allegedly by Hunter Biden. And it had all kinds of things on it, folks. It had pictures of Hunter Biden that you wouldn't want to see in your grossest moment. He's smoking uh, crack. He's got women all over him. He's engaging in sexual acts. He's a pig. The fact that he uploaded this stuff, he's a pig. Pure and simple, Hunter Biden is a crack addict and a pig. And they're trying to clean him up and make him look like he's something special and make him look like he's an artist. Give me a break. Well, if you recall, big tech on their move to make sure that the First Amendment and free speech does not survive in America made a decision that they would not allow information from that laptop dropped off by Hunter Biden at a repair shop be published okay why why when hunter biden's father is running for president and you may say hey it's the son and not the father i get it but here's the problem the problem is the son is talking about giving his father the big guy money so that and complaining that he has to make so much money for the family and if any of you took a look at the houses that joe biden owns give me a break you and i can't afford those houses his wife's a school teacher and he's been in government since he could talk so uh uh, you know that laptop we now find out after they wouldn't let us talk about it the new york post came out with it new york post on top of their game totally and we're going to hear from miranda divine later on that what they said it was accurate it was real tony bobolinsky who was one of the business dealers came out and said that is real i can confirm those emails uh but you know what 
51 intelligence officers came out and said it wasn't. So we're going to talk to Miranda Devine about all those politicians who are not intelligence officers. They're paid for politicians for Joe Biden and getting Donald Trump out of office. And uh, what else happened this week? Jussie Smollett. Now, you remember he was sentenced last week because he was convicted by a jury of his peers, convicted of false hate crime, soaking, you know, putting salt in the in the wound of, of racism in this country, minimizing uh, any uh, hate crime victim coming forward. Well, good old Jussie Smollett, he made it out of, out of jail. He made bail. Why? Because he's rich and he's got connections. I've been a county judge. You know I've been a, a, the DA. This is nonsense. This is pure nonsense. There's no reason he should have gotten out of jail. He went on a hunger strike. Good, you lose some weight. But stop being the drama queen that people are looking to kill you. Jussie Smollett, you're not that important. And for the laugh of the day, in terms of the news, the White House has designated a new road warrior. They are sending one of their best out onto the road to make sure that America and the Biden White House uh, gets a message out as to what America is going to do. And that road warrior, road warrior is no other than Kamala Harris. Now, I thought it was ridiculous. He sends her to uh, Poland in the midst of this uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia. And she's asked, what is the president going to do about refugees from Ukraine? This bimbo literally starts cackling and laughing. It is a sad commentary on the highest ranking woman in the United States. So, hey, everybody, I think they ought to get her out to every bus stop, every train station, every airport. Get Kamala out there. You ask her a serious question, she'll laugh like heck. Anyway, we're going to get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, later on in the show, I'm going to take your calls and gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up just moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But first, my opening statement. All right. Ukraine is being bombarded mercilessly by Russia. Russia has been trying. We are now in the 26th day. Now it's almost one month that a sovereign nation, a sovereign nation has been attacked by Putin. This is a sovereign nation that has been begging the United States for weapons and for help. And we're going to talk to a, a general in a few moments about what we should and shouldn't be doing and what actually is happening right now. And I want you to think in the back of your head, every time we talk about Ukraine and Russia and China, I want you to think about Hunter Biden and the millions and the, that he's brought back from these countries and whether or not his father's policies are being dictated by the millions that Hunter brought back from Ukraine, from Russia and from China and is that affecting the Chinese, uh, uh, our policy toward the Ukraine? But right now, Ukraine, Mariupol, is, has, not been, has not been taken over yet by the Russians, but it will be. Women and children are being mercilessly slaughtered. People standing in bread lines are being slaughtered and shot by Russians. Russian tanks, that 40-tank convoy, some of it's on the move. Some of it is, uh, is heading toward Kiev. And uh, Putin now, who we thought was hiding and wasn't getting close to anyone, now holds a rally in Russia. And as he holds a rally in Russia, 
Reports are, and these are reports that are somewhat reliable, are approximately 200,000 people were in and around that arena. So Putin isn't hiding right now. Maybe he's behind bulletproof glass. Who knows? But he's got his people out there cheering. Now, you hear people all over uh, America saying, you know what? The truth is that they've been threatened that if they don't go there, they'll lose their job. Or they've been told to go there because they're going to get tickets or whatever. It doesn't matter. But Putin is selling the Russian people down the road. And what he's telling them because there is no free news in Russia, is that Ukraine has to be demolished. But the problem, folks, is that Ukraine is very close to Russia in terms of families, people born in Russia, people born in Ukraine. And the Russians are now starting to realize that they really don't want to kill people in the Ukraine, but they are under orders to do so. So Putin is a modern-day Hitler type. He is someone who says, you know, that that he is going to purge, and that is the word that he used. He's going to purge Ukraine uh, and Russia of traitors and scum. Those are his words. And the amazing part of all this is that America is kind of on the sideline. That what we're doing on the sideline is we wait for the EU, the European Union, to decide whether or not they're going to send in some you know, weapons and then, okay, okay, then we do it after they do. We wait for them to personally sanction Lavrov and Putin, and then we say, okay, okay, we're doing it too. And so everything that we're doing is after what the European Union is doing. The United States is not doing what we should be doing. We should have had weapons to them a lot sooner. I'm not saying whether or not we should be there fighting. I don't think we should be there fighting. The only issue is whether or not Putin, as unhinged as he is, is going to move toward a NATO country because NATO's being very clear. And I got to tell you, my idea for this thing, if it can only if it can end with diplomacy, is this. You've got to get a member of NATO, three of them at a time, who are now with Zelensky. You've got Zelensky, I think the president of Poland, Slovenia, and another country. Every day there should be a NATO president standing there with Zelensky. And we should have the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, all of them standing with Zelensky. And Putin, if he wants to kill them, Putin is calling on its all-out war at that point. But I don't want war. I'm not looking to send our boys, our young men and women anywhere. But what I'm looking to do is end it. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, dot org. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with General Keith Kellogg coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Tipping the scales when all else fails. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo. 
All right, welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a retired lieutenant general in the United States Army, former national security advisor. Please join me in welcoming General Keith Kellogg to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. General, I know you're you're in between a couple of things, so I'm going to move quickly here, and I very much, we all appreciate your being with us. Now, you were chief of staff of the U.S. National Security Council and Trump administration. I'm going through your CV, Silver Star, Bronze, or, and what popped out was chief of staff of the 82nd Airborne Division. I love them, and one day we'll talk about it. But let's talk about Ukraine, and let's talk about Russia. How does it end? Yeah, Janine. Uh, look, Judge. Janine's fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of, um, I think right now it's up in the air. And the reason I'm saying that is uh, you look at what's happening when you say how does it end. Right now, there's a stalemate. The Ukrainians have fought harder than anybody has ever believed. They were led by somebody who's channeled his inner Winston Churchill mm-hmm. in Zelensky. And this is something that everybody thought was going to be over in three days. And it's actually we're in our fourth week of it. And they're fighting exceptionally well. He really hasn't taken a major city. So so Putin has stalled out. And he's stalled out. And he's, and he's going to try to bring in, I think, more forces. To, he's, he's basically what they say in the military committee in his reserve. Mm-hmm. to go against Kiev and try to take that city. Because if he did take the city of Kiev, which is the crown jewel, and if he doesn't get Zelensky, then he loses. And he, and so I'd say right now it's 50-50. It was a, if it was a prize fight, you're on the judge's scorecard. I think we have, he's, Zelensky's ahead on points. Here's what I think is going to happen going forward, looking at it. I think he may, and this is just an option for him, he may realize he's overextended himself. He may just try to consolidate all his gains on the eastern part of Ukraine and leave the western part alone uh, and say, okay, I've got the east. This is what I want. Uh, it gives me the buffer that I've always wanted. Let's sit down and make a deal. Uh, because if he goes to the west, he'll become incredibly overextended with his military forces. And he goes into an area that I'd call Badlands territory. Only 10% of the people speak Russian in that part of the area. They're clearly not very supportive of him. And he'll have an irregular warfare fight on his hands that would make Afghanistan with the Soviet Union look like child's play. So, What do you mean, sorry, General, what do you mean by irregular? Well, unconventional warfare, because what I would do if I was President Biden, I'd call in my CIA director and say I'd give him a presidential finding and say what I want you to do is get all your irregular forces together. And of course, those are covert, so you deny covert. Okay. Uh, you, you deny all you know, yep. identification of them. Mm-hmm. And you create, well, along with our allies, a, a war zone for the Russians that will make them pay a horrible price. It's what we did in Afghanistan with Mujahideen, unfortunately with a bad outcome. But but this is what, he, what Putin is facing. And he may just say, I'm going to cut my losses and say this is the best I can get out of the deal – and consolidate in the east. Uh, but here's the problem you run into, though, Judge, is there's no interlocutor. There's nobody there who we can reach out to and say, you, you go out and talk to Putin and see what he's doing. Well, here's what I would have done. I would have picked up the phone and called the Finnish president, Nanista, mm-hmm. who knows Putin. He, they, they're non-aligned. Uh, they, they had an, uh, an experience with the Russians in 39 and 40 with the Soviet, uh, uh, Soviet-Finnish war. And say, look, talk to this guy. Find out what's what's in his mind. He's the only guy out there he can. Macron can't do it. Boris Johnson can't do it. Olaf Scholz can't do it. You know, Bennett can't do it from Israel. Clearly, President Biden can't do it. But we need to figure out, okay, what is your end game? Because there has to be an end game. There has to be a diplomatic off ramp. And right now, Judge, I don't see one. 
Well, and and the thing is that by Putin having that rally with whatever two hundred thousand people there, you know, it's it looks like he's he's reaching out to try to get some support from within his country. But truth be told, um, he took Crimea. I mean, he's pretty much got the Donbass region. I mean, how how does he how does he as you say cement his gains in the east? How, how does he do that? Put in a puppet government, or or did he, Zelensky has to agree? Correct. Well, you, that's true, and that's the reason why that's the uh, that's what I meant earlier when I said he has to take Kiev. If he does not take Kiev, right, and he does not eliminate Zelensky, he loses. It's that simple. And and so if he does the if he does take Kiev and he does get rid of Zelensky, then he has a chance to sit down and talk. Now, very candidly, Judge, I don't think he can take Kiev. This yeah. is a city that's now still got about 1.5 million in it. It's a huge city. Uh, he'll have to go street by street, block by block, building by building. When you look at force ratios, normally when you're in a military, you want to have a three-to-one ratio in the assault. You're going to need almost 10-to-1 in a city. Really? And, and they're going to fight. Uh, yeah, and they're going to fight. And so this may be in, you know, the, the great example I use is Stalingrad of World War II, mm-hmm. which broke the, the Germans back on, uh, when they invaded Russia. Mm-hmm. This could be Putin's Stalingrad, and, he, and he's got to figure a way to do it. I think the the, the the chess piece, meaning the king is the city of Kiev, but the queen right. is Zelensky. Right. And we've got to keep Zelensky alive. Exactly. And Zelensky has to stay alive. Well, right, because Zelensky represents the, 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 the opposition. If they can kill Zelensky, and they've tried to assassinate him at least three times, and now they've got more people from the Wagner Group, I understand, coming out to take him down. That's why I say if we have NATO leaders standing with him, if we have the Greek Orthodox uh, patriarch, the Russian Orthodox patriarch standing with Zelensky, because Zelensky didn't start this, you know, let Putin, let him back off or if he wants to kill them. I mean, there's got to be, we're looking for the diplomatic way out because they can continue bombing for the next 10 years. This is crazy town. Yeah, here's the, uh, you know, people need to recall that just this last week that the International Court of Justice in The Hague, which right. sometimes doesn't count for much, mm-hmm. you know, they passed the resolution that this was genocide by a 15 to 2 vote. Okay. And they, so basically said, OK, now, now we're starting to push back on these guys. We're starting to call it for what it really is. And when you look at what the, he's done in Mariupol and what he's doing in Kharkiv, it, it, that's genocide. He's killing the population. He's terrorizing the population. There's no military reason to reduce a city, none, except to terrorize them. And right. so I think the world needs to stand together and start calling this guy out. He's a thug. And, uh, but and we're doing that. Have we given them enough weapons? Well, I think we have. It's, we've almost made them unsinkable aircraft carrier. We've given them the good stuff. But here's what we haven't done. I don't know. I have. I cannot figure for the life of me, Judge, why we didn't give them the MiG-29s. We yep. should have. Yep. And the second is we need to give him an air defense umbrella to create what I would call an iron dome exactly. over western Ukraine to protect the humanitarian routes. And, they, and we can do that because the systems they're used to, the Ukrainians, is a Russian-made system, the S-300. They've got it in their inventory. But so do three NATO nations. Bulgaria's got it, Slovakia's got it, and Greeks have got it. I would be tra- I would have transferred those two weeks ago and really? put them in there. They're used to handle them. You put this, the, so you put this dome over, which will counter both missiles and aircraft uh, out to a range of, of over, well over 100 meters. So and that's a distance from Washington, D.C. to Richmond, Virginia. You can actually you know, protect your, your cities and you protect your vital facilities and also the humanitarian routes. And they haven't done that yet, and it's just driving me nuts that they haven't – picked up well, on that but now you got me going on done. that one all right that it's called it's the s300 the, the equivalent of an yeah. iron dome 
Yeah, well, they can't. See, the five best systems in the world, two are U.S., the SAD and the Patriot, two are Russian, the S-300, the S-400, and then you've got the Iron Dome, which is Israelis. I use the the term Iron Dome. was like, okay, let's just put an Iron Dome over them. Mm -hmm. I would also have reached out to the Israelis a long time ago and said, hey, give us your Iron Dome program. Oh, by the way, that was jointly developed by the United States and Israel. And and we should have given them that capability and capacity yep. back, back when he when he was massing on the on the border back in December but we didn't we and have, we and we also have a hard break general I, I I love talking to you general thank you so much we're going to continue this general Keith Kellogg thank you so much for your time and now we'll go to break never forget the commitment we made to 9-11 honor it by donating $11 a month to tunnel to towers foundation at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org On 9-11, 2,977 people were killed in terrorist attacks on American soil. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Tipping the scales when all else fails. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a superb columnist and author of the book, The Laptop from Hell, perfectly titled please join me in welcoming excuse me miranda divine to the judge janine tunnel to towers foundation show but before we get to miranda she's a new york post columnist and fox news contributor uh she is an outstanding an outstanding uh uh contributor as well as a columnist this is a woman who gets to information and dirty secrets before they're even made i think uh and the author of uh, the book laptop from hell before the New York Times admitted that it was not the result of uh, Russian disinformation. Uh, Miranda Devine, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, thanks for having me, Judge Janine. It's great to be with you. Okay, now, when we've got this uh, drug-addicted Hunter Biden, he abandons his waterlogged computer at a Mac, uh, Mac repair shop in Delaware just in the spring, I guess, of 2019, just six days before his father announces his candidacy to be president. It is a ticking time bomb that the Biden family is concerned about. And just give us in a few in a few seconds what kind of dirt is on that laptop, Miranda Devine. Thanks, Janine. Well, look, I think chief among it is um, the very obvious evidence that Joe Biden lied to the American people before the 2020 election when he said that he knew nothing about his son Hunter's overseas business dealings. After our story was published, he even lied about the email that we presented from uh, the laptop, which showed that Joe Biden had met with one of those business partners. In fact, his paymaster from Ukraine, from the corrupt energy company Burisma, that was paying Joe Biden's son, the vice president's son, $83,000 plus a month for sitting on its board, despite the fact he had no expertise. Now, Joe Biden met with 
the Burisma executive in Washington, D.C., when he was vice president, and his campaign denied it. He avoided the media, and that wasn't the only overseas business partner that Joe Biden met with. He met with business partners of hunters from Kazakhstan, from Ukraine, from Russia, from China, you name it, from Mexico. He met them in his own home in Washington, D.C. when he was vice president. He met them at a Georgetown restaurant uh, while he was vice president. He met uh, one of them in Beijing when he took Hunter on a on Air Force Two on a high-level meeting with the CCP and President Xi. So, so Miranda so, Devine, um, people would say, okay, so we met these important people. Maybe it was important for him to know them. What's your response to that? Well, yes, that I have heard that, and I have heard people say Hunter Biden isn't president. Uh, well, Joe Biden uh, was the product that Hunter and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's younger brother, were selling, and they weren't doing it without his imprimatur. He was intimately involved in uh, orchestrating these deals, and we know that not just from the material on the laptop, but also from the testimony from Tony Bobulinski, a very credible naval veteran, a self-made businessman in his own right, who had the misfortune of being caught up as a partner briefly of Hunter Biden. He handed over all his material, uh, all his WhatsApp messages and documents and so on with Hunter and the other partners to the FBI. He also gave a press conference before the election. So when the New York Times and the rest of the media say, oh, we couldn't verify the laptop, you know, we didn't know if it was legitimate or not, and it came from Rudy Giuliani and, you know, somehow that taints it. Well, they completely ignored Tony Bobulinski, who actually held a press conference. He made himself available to all the media. He handed over his material. I have his material. His material corroborates and augments what was on the laptop. Not only that, Joe Biden, there is evidence on the laptop showing that Joe Biden financially benefited from Hunter Biden and Jim Biden's business. How do do we know that, Miranda Devine? Well, we know that because uh, there is evidence of intermingling of finances, of uh, shared debit cards, shared bank accounts. And also there's evidence that Hunter was paying some of Joe's uh, household bills, for instance, an AT&T monthly bill, um, you know, for a couple of hundred dollars um, every month, though, and also for um, household maintenance in his one of his Delaware mansions. So, you know, building a brick wall, uh, repainting, replacing shutters, fixing the air conditioning, those sorts of things. Um, you know, it's the tip of the iceberg. There's not a huge amount of evidence, but there is evidence, and that says a lot. And we also know from the laptop, uh, from uh, Hunter Biden's own mouth, that he complained bitterly to family members in text messages, in emails, in in memos, that he was expected to foot the bills for the rest of the family. He said to his daughter at one point, count yourself lucky that you don't have to give half your salary to pop. And then there's another piece of evidence, which is an email between the business partners, Hunter and the business partners, in which 10% of this enormous deal with the uh, a company in China called CEFC, which is really the capitalist arm of President Xi's Belt and Road Initiative, his imperialist push into the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. That was Joe Biden, 10% for the big guy. He was being reserved 10% of this deal. And so 
you know, there is enough evidence there to show that Joe Biden was acting corruptly and had corruptly abused his office as vice president to enrich his family. Well, and, you know, it's such a sad commentary because, you know, when you talk about all the money from China now, you know, this week, Joe Biden had a conversation, uh, a video call, they say, with uh, Xi Jinping. And in terms of the readout, we got basically nothing on the readout. And the only information that we got was really from the Chinese as to what their readout was. And we really need to see that transcript because right now we're in a situation where we already know that money's flowing from China to Hunter Biden, one point whatever billion to his fund, whatever that fund was. And people are going to jail from the, is it the Archer Group? What group was that? Um, and, uh, then you've got, uh, 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 the, the, the Chinese saying we demand that, that Taiwan be left alone and that, you know, the U S will not intervene and that we have a whole readout from China, but nothing from Joe Biden. Now that's the kind of thing that we should have a readout on. Like what is Joe Biden saying to China? Is he indebted to them? Is he indebted to Russia? Is he indebted to Ukraine for getting his son a job, for threatening the prosecutor? In other words, this is on our on our front burner every day, Miranda. And it's not just a laptop, and I want to get to the fifty one intelligence officers who lied about it, but it's about what's going on in America today. Do we have a compromised president? Well, look, that's the $64,000 question, Judge Janine, and uh, it's something we need to know. And the the New York Post's uh, intrepid reporter, Stephen Nelson, asked Jen Psaki last week at the White House podium to answer some questions. And one of those questions, uh, really very important, is why was Yelena Baturina, the Russian uh, oligarch, the richest woman in Russia, an intimate of Vladimir Putin. Why was she not on the sanctioned list that the State Department put out earlier this month after uh, Joe Biden talked about sanctioning uh, and punishing oligarchs in his State of the Union address? Now, Elena Baturina sent $3.5 million to an account bank account in America associated with Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer. million. Now, a few weeks after that, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer travelled to Italy to Lake Como, a playground of oligarchs, and met, Hunter Biden met with Elena Baturina. So we need to know why Elena Baturina is not on that sanction list. Was it an oversight? Was it a favour? Now, that's just one of many, many questions, and I'm writing a column about that for the Post tomorrow. Wonderful. Uh, but it's not good enough for Jen Psaki to say, oh, Hunter Biden you know, doesn't work for the administration. The right. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not good enough. And this is about Joe Biden. And Stephen Nelson's questions were not about Hunter Biden. They were about Joe Biden. Why did Joe Biden call the laptop, the New York Post story, a garbage uh, that we ran before the election? And why did he say that the laptop was a Russian plant when he was in that debate with uh, with the President Trump? So, uh, I mean, he said it was Russian disinformation. Um, that was a lie. Why did he lie? This has nothing to do with Hunter Biden. It's about the integrity and the honesty of the president.
Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the uh, the 51 intelligence officers that the Post did a front cover of, uh, the head of the CIA, uh, James Clapper, John Brennan, Leon Panetta, all these guys come out right before the election as big tech is shutting down the story in the Post, in the New York Post, and then shutting down social media so we can't send it to each other on Facebook. We're being taken off Twitter. I mean, you know, you look at Russia and then you say to yourself, you know, I think they did the same thing to us. They wouldn't let us talk about something that was anti-Biden. And, you know, now we find out it is that the laptop is legitimate. I mean, what else do you need? I mean, to make the laptop legitimate. Now, what sanctions is there going to be against any one of those guys? They're political operatives. Don't they choose politics over their allegiance to this country? Well, yes, the Dirty 51, those high-ranking former intelligence officials, uh, we uh, contacted every one of them. Uh, and asked them to, uh, if they were prepared to apologise for uh, impugning the post's reputation, basically, and, and calling the material on the laptop that we ran effectively Russian disinformation. They had some weasel words in there, but that's what uh, they, they said. Right. That is the import. That was how that letter was received, how they knew it would be received and why they uh, put it out five days after our story came out and uh, just a couple of days before Joe Biden went into that debate against Donald Trump and used the letter, actually lied about the letter or exaggerated the import of the letter, saying it was the intelligence community had declared that it was Russian disinformation. So uh, they are now not rescinding um, that letter. Uh, We contacted them. Uh, Most of them wouldn't comment um, or refused to answer. But some, like James Clapper, um, doubled down. So there is no. What did he say? What did Clapper say? Excuse me, Miranda Devine. Clapper is the one who who testified under oath before Congress and said, uh, "We don't, we don't spy on Americans." Well, uh, not wittingly, when they were. Yes. Well, he he. uh, I mean, can we say he lied to Congress? Yeah, I'll say uh, it if you don't want to. Led Congress. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, James Clapper, so he was uh, one of the people that we contacted, our former National Intelligence uh, Director, and he was one of the few, I guess, to his uh, credit, who who actually answered. But he said, yes, I stand by the statement made, and then in, in all caps, at the time, and would call attention to its fifth paragraph. I think sounding such a cautionary note at the time was appropriate. I mean, seriously, that was their weasel words. Um, Mm -hmm. James Clapper knew exactly what he was doing. He is a partisan. He appears on CNN. He was uh, recruited by John Brennan, the former CIA Mm -hmm. director, to do whatever it took to make sure that Donald Trump did not win the election. Their intervention was, was election interference. It was a partisan act. It was a deliberate, dishonest act. They used the prestige of their former... Uh, high-ranking office that they were gifted by the American people, entrusted with, and um, they sullied that office and they sullied those organisations that they worked for. They should have their security clearance stripped from them. Uh, Rick Grinnell's been calling for this. Um, it is outrageous that they should have any uh, any any view into any intelligence, any influence, any power. And, I mean, uh, there are... 
there are people on that list of that 51 who are now involved with the January 6th commission working oh. for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So that's more of the same. These people are partisan hacks and they should be, their reputations should be mud. And unfortunately, uh, half the country, again, New York Times readers and, and Washington Post readers and CNN and MSNBC viewers, they're in the dark. I mean, your viewers and your listeners, Judge Janine and my readers, they know what's going on. But half the country has no idea. And we know that 10% of Biden voters in a poll said that if they had known about this uh, malfeasance, about Hunter Biden's laptop, they would have changed their vote. And that would have been enough to swing the election because it was 43,000 votes in three battleground states that made the difference. Well, there's no question about that. And you have been uh, you have been determined, you have been focused and you have been honest uh, with your reporting, you are really up front in front of everybody on this stuff, and I, I give you a lot of credit, Miranda Devine. You are uh, you are a warrior for sure. And the sad part of this is, you know, I hate making the comparison, but you know, when you, t- you hear about those two hundred thousand people in and around that stadium where Putin was talking. And, you know, they're not getting all of the news. And then, you know, I kind of move left and not politically, but move west. And I say to myself, you know, the the American public was not allowed to know about Hunter Biden and that 10 percent, you know, for Big Joe and that 50 percent of his money going to his father and his paying his father's monthly bills. This is horrible. And and the saddest part right now is that Ukraine, Russia, and China are all front burner in this country. Miranda Devine, a great book. You got to get it, folks. Laptop from hell. You're not going to believe what's in it. This guy, Hunter Biden, is a pig. Anyway, Miranda Devine, thank you so much for being with us on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And up here next, uh, I am going to gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. The Judge Janine Firo Show. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Tipping the scales when all else fails. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. We've got a couple callers on the line. Let's go to Gino Jack from Hackensack. Good morning, Gino. Do we have Gino? Guess not. All right. We'll go to Alex from Mountain View. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I wanted to say that during the 30 years after the collapse of the Soviet Union, the Ukrainians uh, failed to modernize their nation. If they had created a modern European state, they today have the wealth and the technology to build the weapons to fight off the, the Russians. But as it stands today, They have to go around begging for help from the West. And I think that, at the very least, President uh, Zelensky should admit 
that his people have some responsibility for their current uh, dire predicament. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, are, the, are the Ukrainians responsible that Putin decided to attack and kill civilians? No, they're not responsible for that. But they are responsible for building a, a strong defense system with a late generation. Well, wait a minute. Did we weapons. have a problem with them? Didn't we say that we would uh, – what, what happened to the missile defense system uh, a few years back? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I don't understand what. what yeah, the no, I think that uh, when we there was a missile defense system that we had taken back. I got to look it up. Where um, they had some defenses, and we said that we would protect them. It was during the Obama administration, and uh, in any event, but I, you know, I I think that no no sovereign nation today expects the sirens from World War II to revisit them. It's just it's just not something that you plan for. I mean, obviously, they're a country that is, you know, it's a very it's a very cultural nation and Putin has destroyed it. I don't place any blame on them. Unfortunately, they've got to be in a position where they have to defend themselves against an animal. And I'll tell you right now, Putin's an animal. And that's the end of that. So do we have Gino Jack back or do we lose Gino? We do. Okay, let's go to Gino Jack from Hackensack. Pete, what happened? Gino? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on. All right, talk to me, Gino. Hey, Janine, first of all, I'll be brief. Hunter Biden sold drugs. He should have been dishonorably discharged. He should be in life in prison in Leavenworth. Also, Biden White House is looking to close down the East 23rd Street Federal VA Hospital and the Brooklyn VA. Trump kept everything open, and he did more to help American veterans All the presidents going back to Reagan. He almost did as much as FDR did. And Hunter's looking, excuse me, Bum Biden is looking to close the two major VA hospitals on the East Coast, Janine. Oh, oh, that's what you're saying. I didn't hear you at first, the VA hospital. Uh, Why is he looking to close it? Because he's never served in the military, and he could care less. He could care less. There's no problems over there. Well, you know what? I'll tell you. The problem is in this country is that we don't respect their veterans enough there. And, you know, Tunnels to Towers is building those tiny homes for the homeless veterans. And my dad was a veteran. My grandfather was a veteran. There's not enough respect in this country for veterans. Thank God for Tunnel to Towers picking up some of the slack. And I got to tell you the other thing. This country doesn't respect its seniors and its elder citizens. And I hate it when they say, hey, we got a place for your parent. Really? Well, what, do we have to throw them away? But that's just me. Uh, in any event, what do you got to say about Putin? What do you think about Gino Jack? What do you think about Putin grabbing up, rounding up 200,000 people? G.I. Gino, Jersey Jack, back in Hackensack today, who's been in war, tells you the following. Right. Putin is as scummy and as evil as, as uh, worse than Hitler, and he's, he's as, almost as crap, creepy as, uh, as Stalin. Stalin yep. was responsible for 30 million people killed. I and got not it. only that, Janine, mm. but Mao Zedong was responsible for 113 million men, women, and children. And there's a special place in hell for them. There is. And Gino, Jack, we love you. We're sorry. We're coming up at the end of the show. And right now, I want to make sure that everybody joins us next week. I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next week. Same time, same place, same me. For the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone. Goodbye.